0: I'm Mike SV.
1: I'm
0: Josh
2: Ackerman.
0: I'm Chris Lowe.
2: And I'm Ben Teed, and bless you whoever sneezed right before we did the countdown.
0: That's more of a cough. <laughs> and, oh, cough. sorry.
3: And this is episode 18, and we are reviewing audience choice Spec Ops. And with us this evening is our special guest, who was on the Mass Effect 3 review, Michael Schoenbarger. Hello. Yeah. Hey, cool. welcome welcome back, sir. Welcome back. How you been? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Everything's... <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Espy, yeah, the full time Spec Ops The Line. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Spec Ops yeah. The Line. I Spec oh, Ops is a franchise. You might want to specify which game.
0: Oh, Spec Ops The Line. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Spec- we want to mix this up for some spec ops game that we played on ps1 back in the day oh that's right my bad
3: my bad don't hey don't get on my shit damn uh, <laughs> uh just out of curiosity do you do, hey do you guys have any news um do you guys, you guys want to share any? with us this evening no,
0: no no
3: i, I guess we,
0: should, we could set up a i could set up like a little tiny bit of history on this game
3: yeah, if you want to do that sir you can
0: i mean well I just wanted to mention, you know, we're talking about Spec Off the Line, and it's an interesting game to talk about because, like Michael Shanenbarger just said, it's actually part of a franchise, but this game doesn't really resemble any of the previous games in the franchise, and they're they're kind of barely a franchise. I mean, they each have as much to do with each other as, like, Call of Duty games have to do with each other. I mean, year to year.
4: But I uh, haven't even played any of the previous games. I guess from what
0: I understand, like, I think this game would really... I think really what happened was, is, who, who's the publisher, 2K? Uh,
3: Publisher's 2K.
0: All right, so Take-Two is the parent company. I, I'm guessing, you Neil, know, Take-Two probably just wanted, you know, they just had this franchise, and they threw a little bit of, t- tiny bit of money at it and had a studio and said, make this game. And I get the feeling that what they what these guys decided to do was, like, Hey, you know, we can't really make a fantastic shooter, so maybe we can try and do something interesting with the story, which is what the impression I get with this game. And playing it, I I, th- I really do think that's what the history was. Like, make a spec, spec Ops game, you know, got a little bit of money here, and then probably what took this game so long to come out was that they decided to do a little bit more with it.
3: Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't it like there was like a little teaser in 2010, and then it was like oh we're, it's gonna be released in 2012 or something like yeah. that.
0: I mean I, I remember hearing <laughs> about this game quite a long time ago. Oh man, the, the, the just the image of like American soldiers that either you killed or whatever. I, I remember hearing about that years ago, reading about that years ago. So all right, and the announcement was like oh a new spec Ops game games coming out. I, those games used to be shit, so. <laughs> They decided to make this a little more interesting.
3: Yeah. let's jump I'm a, all right. I'm gonna read the synopsis for this game. It's it was quite a lengthy one, but I had to trim it down. While most people have fled the now barren wasteland before the sandstorm swept through, US Army Colonel John Conrad and his loyal squad remained behind to protect those incapable of, of escape. Unable to reach anyone in Dubai after the storm hit, the US Army feared Conrad and his team and his, uh, and his team dead until they picked up a weak distr- uh, distress signal and launched a rescue operation. As U.S. Army Captain uh, Martin Walker, you and your elite Delta Force team are sent to infiltrate the treacherous region to bring Conrad home. Players will experience the line that razor's edge known only to men who deal in war. It is the line they cross when death and duty become one and the same. It is the end of self-insanity. When their duty is done and only they remain, courtesy of IGN.
0: Did you? So you didn't write that. that is a sh- <laughs> yeah. I bet that was a wiki contributor because that's terrible synopsis.
3: Yeah, it's not that best. It's not. <laughs> if you read
0: that, you would just be like, "Who the hell is Conrad?"
3: Yeah, it's. Not... All right,
0: I can I can describe the game in two sentences. <laughs> a big dust bowl happens in Dubai. The U.S. <laughs> military is sent in to give aid. That team. Loses contact, and then another team is sent in to find them. The game. All right. Good job, Chris. I'm very. Can I give you a hug? Yes. <laughs> Virtual <laughs> hug. Virtual <laughs> hug.
3: No. Uh, now, Mr. shanabarger Barger. Uh, since obviously this was your choice, I'm gonna let you take the lead. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this: Why this particular game? Just out of
4: curiosity. This particular game because it. I think it subverts. All of the typical expectations that one has when they start a military action shooter, the gameplay itself, the mechanics are just about as similar to any other shooter as you can possibly get. But the story is definitely not what you would normally expect. It's very different.
3: Yeah, I, I'll say uh, just the narrative. Uh, just the narrative alone, I uh, I didn't think it'd be that dark. I think that's the best. Like that's the best explanation. It is very dark. It's very grim, and I would say that the very beginning of the game, I, it just seemed like another typical shooter, and that was the impression I was getting. I was like, oh, okay, no big deal. And then as you f- keep going further and further and further into the story, it's like, oh, this is not what I was expecting, and in some ways i appreciate that but at the same time I, I, there's points i wanted to stop because it made me really uncomfortable of what was transpiring did any i don't suppose any of you had that kind of feeling like did it like ever cross that line with you No, no pun intended no pun
4: well, in- there are multiple times throughout the game where it will prompt you to you know the characters in your squad will say something about having a choice or you know going backwards yeah or insists that no there is no choice they have to keep going forward well that that's the game speaking to you right there as to what you just described mm-hmm. it's that feeling where you're becoming uncomfortable with what you as walker are doing what you're seeing and the game is saying well you have a choice just like walker has a choice your choice is to turn the game off and not continue his is to actually follow his original mission at which very early on is complete. You know, originally, he's just supposed to go in, see if there are any survivors, and then report back so that a larger force can come in and continue the evacuation. Mm-hmm. But as things as he discovers things and as things change, he decides to shift his mission on his own and continue into the city, and that's when everything starts going wrong for him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and it's and what's interesting is you, you mentioned subverting. Like expectations. So, like a couple ways, a couple other ways, and it's in in that it's some burning it is that usually it's a voice in your head, like somebody from command telling you what to do, where the commander throughout the game is actually the one who's constantly saying, This is our mission, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're doing next. And it's not often in a game that your character that you're playing is the one calling the shots. It's usually somebody else, it's usually Cortana in your head talking to you or or Lambert talking to you, or Colonel Campbell talking to you. Somebody's telling you what to do all the time. And it's pretty much always Walker in his head. Or Walker always saying, this is what we're doing right
5: now. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, That's interesting in that, and what Shannon just said, in that the mission was really just a scout mission, and then he keeps going on. Also, I thought they did a really good job at the beginning of uh, sort of changing up the, uh, the sort of, stereotypes of the characters. Because at first, they look really stereotypical, because I don't know how many fucking shooters the black guy is always the heavy. Right. Every single shooter, <laughs> there is a black guy who is a heavy. Every time. <laughs> and it's only not ridiculous to me. The
2: quipping in, in,
0: yeah. in this game, in Gears of War. Gears of War, one, Coltrane is a fleshed out character, so it's fine. This game, it's a stereotype that they're screwing with, because they're all stereotypes. There's also the nerdy-looking Guy who's got the who's got the uh, got the radio on him. Yeah. So I mean, they're both meant to look like typical sort of. You know, just I mean, only if they had another character, it'd probably be a sassy Latina woman <laughs> who would be like the Va- Va- Vasquez type character from Aliens. Because you know? every game's got that. Yeah. You know. But um, <laughs> I, I like how immediately like these these other guys also kind of argue with with walker a little bit and you know they have their own personality and that's 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 different
3: they're acting as like as his conscience almost in, in a way it's what it feels like it's, it's like it's, it's some of an impression i got like they're his they're trying to act like as his conscience
0: <laughs> oh yeah there was definitely one at least one scenario where they almost behaved like that like angels on his shoulders because one guy was telling them let's let's take let's take these guys right now, and the other guy's like, no, let's go save these civilians or whatever.
1: Yeah. I remember
0: that moment. I also remember feeling like I didn't really even have a choice because it seemed like it was really hard for me to even, like, I don't understand. Am I supposed to literally walk this direction and do what I want to do? I, at first, I thought it was a weird mechanical thing, and then I realized maybe it's just the game kind of telling me that maybe I don't really have as much choice as I think I do, mm-hmm. or, or Walker's already kind of made his choice
3: walking the line. <laughs> Sorry. Serious <laughs> game, serious game. Do
0: <clears throat> you want I, anything? You? No. Very serious, definitely. There was a couple jokes in the beginning and then it gets pretty serious real quick.
2: I think, I think another thing that this does differently, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of people touch on, is uh, pick, a, um, pick a, a setting that you really don't play in very much. Usually you're in some sort of, dusty mi- uh, middle eastern country whereas you're in like it seems like most another the- middle eastern country no hold on hold on chris sure. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you're in a middle eastern country but but uh, uh, but the city of dubai seems like vegas you know where it's just like it looks like royalty yeah. and like and there's over extravagant like aquariums and, and structures and, it, and stuff like that it's it a just city
0: seems- made in the middle of a desert that doesn't make sense why anybody ever put a city there just like vegas
2: Right. And and you ne- I almost never see that that kind of setting done very much, very often.
4: Right. Dubai is basically <laughs> a rich person's playground.
0: It's like a real rapture. People nice.
4: who were interested in having who are interested in bringing a little bit of Western culture sensitivity over to that region and it doesn't make any sense to be where it is and you know, a couple of decades ago it wasn't there at all. Yeah. There wasn't a city there.
0: I mean it's in I think it's in the middle of the uh I think it's in the middle of the desert that was in uncharted 3 which I think of the research I did is like the biggest land desert or the biggest arid sand desert like in the world who decides to put a city there
4: <laughs> people who have the money to actually finance the construction
2: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like a because That's a lot of money people, and that's so kind of why whole, it's like it might it might uh lend itself really nicely to this to the to the imagery or or the the the, the I guess a, I don't know if allegory or something like that but you know because because um they're living in this like royalty kind of palace of a city and here you are pretty much destroying it <laughs> so i think it lends oh, itself really well to the narrative oh
0: i don't know though how much i felt like Dubai was really that super important to, like, the story. Like, I, I, I don't I don't know that it had to be, like it, I felt like it had to be set in Dubai as if it wouldn't work if it was set someplace else.
2: Well, you could probably tell the same like storyline storyline, but like the fact that you're in these in these halls and in these palaces and stuff like that. I mean, the imagery and it is so
4: striking. Like you are. Oh you, yeah. You, you I mean, there's,
0: there's a lot of color
2: and stuff. So.
4: Yeah. At the very least, it would have had to have been set in another city in a similar region where you could actually believe that an entire city would be lost to a sandstorm.
2: And, and plus, like, it's Dubai so far away from everything else. I think it's got to be set in Dubai because there's, there's, like, no hope for any other cities to go, hey, Dubai, you guys doing okay over
0: there? Some place that's super isolated, and yeah, the only guess- way you find <laughs> out what's going on in the middle of a Dust Bowl is by sending in one team, and they have to, yeah,
4: there is um, along those lines that I was saying of like a, a place that actually had to be that could be um, engulfed and lost to a sandstorm. There's an article on the website Polygon.com called uh, "Don't Be a Hero: The Full Story Behind Spec Ops: The Line" that I would absolutely recommend reading. It's a it's a fantastic read um, into some of the influences behind. The game, and I'm not just talking the obvious influences like Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now, but um, historical events in which entire armies were lost, understand, and not uncovered for thousands of years, up until like actually recently, and some, some real-world uh, experiences that some of the developers had growing up in places where sandstorms weren't uncommon.
3: Uh. You mean the army of, uh, was it Cambyses or something like that?
4: Yeah, you start. Did you start reading that article? I, I read
3: it earlier today. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's it's, it's a, a really good article.
3: It's a really it's a really good read. I, I'll have to put it up on the site for people to read. It's it's it's
4: really well done. There's also a book of games <laughs> criticism by a fellow named Brendan Kyoog, and I'm probably not pronouncing his last name correctly, but it's spelled K E O G H. Um, called "Killing Is Harmless: A Critical Reading of Spec Ops the Line," that I read, which is also well worth time. It's like four dollars and ninety nine cents to buy from his website. Um, just Google it and you'll find it. It's it's really interesting and it takes the form of it basically literary reading. You know, if if somebody in academia were Taking a novel and doing a literary review of it, but not reviewing it for the story, but actually like the text. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, but you know, looking at it individual, all of the individual pieces and how they all fit together. Not doing a review in the sense of was this enjoyable, but an actual literary criticism. And he takes that approach to the game, which um, I'm probably there. Throughout this discussion, I will probably end up referencing it without even realizing I am, because I read it all today, <laughs> and there are places where I took notes that lined up with my thinking as I had played the game, and things that I just thought were interesting that he said. Uh, That's really all I have to say about that. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's worth reading, in short.
3: <laughs> so. I say, like, uh, is that going on? Oh, okay. Josh!
4: So, uh,
3: hey, so, hey, Josh, so... What's how, up, man? You've been quiet! You've been quiet!
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Spec Ops has, you know, I, I agree with everything you guys have been saying. You know, it's really, it's a game um, where you really have to examine the story and be into the story to really get the full experience of it. <laughs> because the combat is, I mean, it's pretty mundane, all in all. Would you guys agree with that? It's just it's just fine. Yeah, right.
4: it's, uh, it's generic in the most non-pejorative sense of the word, in that right. the gameplay... Yeah exists to for its own for a purpose it doesn't exist for you to have fun with the gameplay it's there to get you through the story so it just has to work it doesn't have to be super tight or do anything new and interesting it just has to reflect what people normally expect from the genre
1: right yeah that's their goal with it i i you know i can imagine um you know, for me, I'm, I'm a gameplay-driven gamer. You know, the story is like, you know, I, I love having a great story there, but if the gameplay doesn't punctuate that or it doesn't, um, you know, uh, anchor that, I guess, um, then it's it's tough for me to really, really get into the story, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so, guess, uh... you know, for me, it, it was, it, you know, it lost some of the, you know, the punch that the story probably may have had. Um, if there was some interesting gameplay to back it up or a little bit tighter gameplay or... You know, I mean, it's just... I guess the bottom line is, gameplay-wise, everything's been done here um, better previously, right?
3: It's it's probably, it's probably best to, to assume so, yeah.
1: Right. So, I don't know. That was my, like, just... Others over- have certainly done over-
0: worse, too, but... Oh,
1: yeah, certainly. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's, like, oh, yeah. terrible gameplay. It's not, like, bad gameplay. It's just... It's no, just... Like a shooter, I mean, it's like <laughs> that generic. It's just like the, this. This could be called shooter if you if you took away the story, right?
0: Yeah, shooter. What, what's interesting is it's so weird. It, it's 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 weird and unusual how just basically okay and fine the shooting is because like Jannaberg was just saying it's almost it's just enough. And like I played it on easy intentionally because I read enough to know that like I wasn't going to be into the shooting that I'd want to just kind of get through it to get to the next part. So I'm not getting annoyed by it or bogged down by it and wanting to stop. So playing on an easy, it's like I never got bogged down by the shooting. It didn't take very long to get through it. And then I got to the next part and without the story having been interesting, I just wouldn't want to play it at all. Cause I would have just, I would just say, you know, if it was just a shooter, I'd be like, well, there's more interesting shooters to play. It's the only thing that kind of kept me going was the story. And I was happy I played it the way I did. Now it had, the shooting been worse or somehow frustrating then that would have kept me from getting through it no matter how good the story was. So right. it is a weird, almost a weird achievement that I, I'm sure this game didn't have like a massive budget. They Like they put I feel like the money, you can see where the money is in this game and I feel like given that, they, they used it wisely and it's like they got the shooting and everything just functional enough to get you through and to almost kind of throw on this this sort of facade like to make you feel like like anybody who didn't know what this was when they picked it up like you get this is going to be a shooter and then you're going to realize this is something else
2: let me ask you something uh just you know just play along for a couple couple minutes uh did you think <laughs> well, thank you. uh did you think that maybe by making they, they kind of figured well we got to make something that's commercial we can have our cake and eat it too by making the, the 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 shooting this way, very similar to something like Gears, um, it would uh, interest uh, the common denominator, while at the same time, interesting people who would want something more. Because I feel like at this point, once I finished it, I kept thinking like, well, it's it's kind of able to be two different beasts. It's it. Yeah. And it's able to, to, to have you know to to have one thing, and then on the other hand, it's able to be looked at. Intelligently, like like a piece of high art, and I almost think that it, it's kind of making a statement in that way by making it just a simplified, you know, easy to navigate shooter. I mean, for 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 you, we all know the big message that happens at the end of the game. But I'm sitting here playing the game and like, Do it. Do it. yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, Luckily,
0: I think the message carries the throughout the game about that?
2: about killing and violence and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're they're celebrating it. I mean, they are celebrating it. I, I can tell that they're celebrating it. The moment that I start playing this game again, and I shoot something in the head, and it slows down for me, and something like that in like a max
4: pain kind of way. Is that celebrating it though, or is it making you? And I guess actually actual, take notice and yeah, think about what you're doing as it's happening. I guess that
0: point is. I don't. I don't know. I go far goodness. as far as make, saying it, it made me think about what I was doing because if you know. As far as I could tell, Walker's being attacked. I mean, he's making a choice to go forward, but he's being attacked. The only time it really made me really – the only time where I thought to myself, Walker's kind of making a choice here to do something bad is with the white phosphorus.
3: Oh, my God. Even though,
0: you know – and you could still argue it either way. He's like, you know, you could argue it as a soldier. You know, these guys are now the enemy the way he sees it. He's got to get past them. But then somebody else could argue that he could have walked away on another path, whatever but I, I agree with you, Ben. like you could really argue it either way. It, you could argue, you could really see it from the perspective of this is a very this is a commercial game that that's a shooter wrapped up in this sort of uh, uh, you know a- attempt at trying to tell another kind of story, and at the same you know at the same time, you could also say that um by having all the shooting there. By making it just okay, and by the fact that you are shooting hordes of American soldiers, by the end of the game, it's you, you shot up. I think it was a whole damn battalion there. Yeah, like, and it doesn't make sense how three guys could have taken on a battalion, whether they were Delta Force or not. It's almost like that is also part of the uh, part of the story. Part uh, part of uh, not just the story, but just part of the experience of like. Instead of just these guys are the enemies, um, you as the player are sort of experiencing what you normally experience in a game, but almost like they want you to think about it a little more, or just how ridiculous it, it is. It, it's just it's it's almost the way to, to try and make the player feel like Walker because as opposed to you're just watching this Walker do this thing, you know, in the cutscenes you're really you're not really Walker. You're just kind of experiencing what Walker's going through, but maybe by making you do the shooting that's when they can make you feel like you're walker, in yeah. a way. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Ben. It, 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 it's weird. It seems to have its cake and eat it, too. I mean, I could argue, and I would even argue that I think it does it successfully, if that's what they're trying to do. I mean, especially since i played through the whole game. <laughs> I, you know, I probably, you know, without the interesting story and characters, I wouldn't have wanted to play at all. Do I think it would have hurt if the gameplay had actually been more interesting? I mean, I, I don't know, because I mean, a simil- another game that came out last year that I think, um, kind of does similar things would have been Max Payne three, and that was a joy to shoot people, in. <laughs> of course that was also part of kind of the story. But uh, right. I mean, it's you could approach it from different perspectives.
3: The the, the um. I think that I pretty much had to, I think the one time I had to stop playing the game was after the white phosphorus is when you were just bombarding um those American soldiers and then you end up finding that they were um they had they had civilians with them and you and you killed them too and I'm just like my jaw dropped I put the controller down and I walked away and I was like I can't believe I just fucking did that it was it was one of those moments like you have to play and experience for yourself, and it's just like, did I just really do that?
0: Uh, I don't think I was that affected by it, dude. Uh-oh. I don't, I can't, I don't get affected that much by something when the game kind of made the choice for me. It'd been one thing if I, the player, had actually had a choice, yeah, and I had made the wrong choice. But I mean, I didn't really, I as the player didn't have a choice, and yeah. nobody actually. I mean, you know, like.
2: I, I'm gonna say I was gonna take both your sides. It was
0: affecting, but it just didn't affect yeah. me that much.
2: Okay, yeah. That, then that, thats kind of what I was saying. Was it, it, it? was like, wow! Like I've never seen games go here before, or to, to this amount. Well, uh,
0: I, th- I think they have.
2: The yeah. ones that even come close that I, that I can think of, or or just the the recent modern warfare games.
1: I was gonna say Call of Duty. Um, was that? Uh, which one, Which uh, Call of Duty was that? Where you're in the airport? I think so. And the
4: Russian sh- scene airport that yeah, was a, that was sh- killing too. everyone and then yeah,
0: there was you can and... actually get through that scene without shooting any innocents and
2: on the atomic,
0: atomic bomb the game doesn't tell you the game doesn't tell you that you don't have to shoot anybody like right. you think to yourself maybe if i don't shoot they're going to think I'm, um, i'm the i'm the good guy, guy but you could walk through that whole thing and it would happen the same way of course, then you don't have any choice but to shoot the cops afterwards. Right. But, uh,
1: that was still intense, and it was a little uh, shocking. No, I would through. say
0: another Call of Duty example I would use would be the the nuking sequence of Call of Duty 4. I would say that was affecting in a way that I had not seen in a game before. because not It wasn't about the nuke as much as about everything else that happened right before that. But I don't want to talk about that because that's a different game. But, like, I, I I what basically, I guess the difference is, like, the reason why that seemed to me in Call of Duty 4 is because you take so many steps in the game to try and prevent this thing from happening, and you think that you've succeeded in stopping it from happening, and then it still happens. So that was affecting. Where in this game, I know what's going to happen. I know nothing else can turn out from it. And I kind of had a feeling that, you know what, like, there's my phosphorus here. I'm not just going to get through and kill these guys and I'm just going to feel all right about it. It's, it's going to suck and I'm probably going to find something else out like, well, there's probably a shit ton of civilians here. Like, I suspected. it. Like, like, I just, it wasn't surprising. What, what actually I thought was a more interesting scene was when you encounter a bunch of civilians and sh- you feel like shit's about to go down and the game doesn't tell you that you can shoot at them or that you cannot shoot at them. You kind of just have to make the choice whether you're going to shoot at them. Or just walk away. And that was a little more affecting Because at that point, I felt like I made the choice.
3: Is that when you found your um, one of your squad uh, teammates being hung? I think so. I think that, that was the that was one yep. moment.
4: After Lugo was hung? When he gets separated?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think that was probably more effective than the white monster scene.
3: That, that that was like like I didn't know what to do at the moment. I was like, am I supposed to shoot them? Am I like am I not supposed to do it? Like, what's what am I supposed to do here? And...
0: I can't remember what I eventually did. I think I actually shot towards the ground, thinking maybe I could scare them away. I can't remember what I did.
4: You I think... can you can um, <coughs> and shoot them and kill them like Adams wants to, or you can shoot around them or into the air and they'll all run back to their their little. Old... I think that's what I did. Whatever else they're living out of.
3: I, th- I think I punched one and then they all ran. And I think that was it. I think I just used my melee attack and that was it.
0: Honestly, I think that this is not a failing of the game. I think at a certain point, you can pick up that Walker's probably descending into madness a little bit because he's making decisions. And you're not really sure why he's making it or why this has to be what needs to be done, like destroying a water supply. Like, I mean, you have to, as the player, think to yourself, "Wait, why? Wait, why? Why is this? What? Why is this what we have to do right now?" Well, like, oh,
4: except like, except that Riggs doesn't present it as destroying the water supply; he presents it as stealing the water from the thirty third.
0: But also, as the and player, it's... I know that there is no other way that this can end up other than we spill this water all over the place and it's lost. Right, like,
4: but the, like, I know there's no other way that this can end. Right, especially when you're hanging off the back of a truck with weapons and there are other people shooting at you. There's no way that it's going to end except badly. But for Walker, it's all about denial. He wants to believe that someone in Dubai is still doing the right thing and that he has allied himself with the right thing.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think it's effective. It's because even though I I knew how it was going to end up, I felt like it wasn't like the game trying to trick me. As much as I I know that this is Walker, convincing himself that this is the thing to do. <coughs> it's the reason they kept me playing the game. Those, those are the things, kind of things that just kept me playing it because otherwise it, it, I would have been bored by it. <laughs> I think I think
3: that's the only thing that really kept me going through the game was the characters and just the story alone. I mean, and I,
0: luckily it's not very long either. It's not. I mean, it had it been longer, I would have been like, come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like and, it's it's something that it's weird. It was a full retail $60 game, but I could I could totally understand if the tr- if in an attempt to make more money on it, which I don't know how well this game did or didn't do. I could totally understand it being like a fifteen dollar or twenty dollar downloadable game. I could've totally gotten that.
4: I never looked up sales figures, but I do know it did well enough that or that it did not do well enough that 2K has considered doing a follow up game. At this point they're just letting the the loose franchise sit, you know, on a shelf, and yeah. Gamer is not going to be following it up either. They're going yeah, to something else.
0: Take-Two, I mean, the, their parent company, Take-Two, I mean, they have, they got a lot of stuff that they can rest on, you know, they got Grand Theft Auto, Bioshock, and everything, I mean.
3: Yeah, they're doing it, fine. As
0: it, it's, it's decently as Max Payne 3 did, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make another Max Payne game, because of how high their standards must be from sales at this point
3: did did you guys ever, did you guys uh just to divert from the story real quick did you guys play any of the multiplayer because i didn't even bother with it oh,
4: yeah. no, no i didn't um and i can say that i did look at the official forums once and within a couple of weeks after the game released there were a lot of threads being started there asking for people to come and play multiplayer because no one was finding anyone on there yeah and one of the developers Later in an interview after the game was released, um, even the multiplayer abomination, or I don't remember if that was his exact word. Actually, that might be my word. Um, but he said, "I think he said, uh, I think he said that multi- it, was, was, it was something similar to that word, that,
3: cancerous." Huh? In the, in the interview, he said it's like multiplayer is cancerous or something like that. Something, something like.
4: along those lines. Yeah, he was yeah. not. He, basically he did not like the fact that multiplayer had been added to the game and that was of course 2K wanting to try to get a little more life out of the game beyond just the single player portion yeah so it's understandable from their perspective but from the development team's perspective it was pointless because it didn't do any of the things that they were interested in exploring in the story and you know in exploring the genre and what the what all of our choices to play these sorts of games means as individual gamers and as a culture and it was done by an outside studio also.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was done yeah, it was done by another studio and the fact if you, when we we talked about the shooting mechanics, it's like the shooting mechanics is just there to serve the purpose along, you know, for the story. So it does nothing.
5: Right.
3: I mean, we've talked you got we've, we we played, you know, Gears of War 3. You uh, you guys played Call of Duty and all those all this really heavily rely on, you know, the gameplay mechanics. So, with that being with that <laughs> no story be, to those games, I mean, yeah. But with 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 that being said, you know, multiplayer being you know the biggest highlight in the in those franchises, you know, gameplay must be you know like top notch. I mean, the, and we all said the gameplay in this game is just it's okay, it's fine, it serves its purpose in, because the story is the main focus. So having multiplayer just tacked on was it was just a waste of money.
0: Yeah, it w- yeah I mean, it, it, it feels... I mean, in this particular case, there's been a lot of games where there's been a weird decision to add uh, multiplayer. And sometimes, Bio- like, you can kind of understand it. Like, because at least it's wrapped in a game that actually has good gameplay. Like, it was weird in Dead Space 2. It was weird in Bioshock 2. Yeah. But here, it feels a little gross because it's like, well... Like, the multiplayer is obviously purely based around like the weakest aspect of the entire game. It's like if you took an obscure mini game. It's like if you took the like Texas Holden minigame Red Dead Redemption and made that multiplayer game. <laughs> like no, if no 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 you don't know, no no you can't you can't rob trains no no you can't like posse up in and, and like. And pillage or, and fight each other and, and rob each other's gold and stuff? No, no. All you can do is sit down at a table and play Texas Hole online with your friend. That's mm-hmm. like almost what this feels like here because it's that, I mean, it is a case where it feels like 2K, what 2K is trying to do is put on this facade like this is a shooter. This isn't is the type of game that sells a lot. We get to put spec ups, we get to put these guys holding guns on the box. And you get to look the back of it and see that it has multiplayer, and maybe people who don't read about these games and find out what they are, which is probably the vast majority of people who buy games. Maybe it almost feels like they're saying, "Well, maybe we can trick more people into buying this game." It, maybe that's not the intent, but it just it does feel a little gross in that way. Like that is what they think of, of gamers sometimes. You know what I mean?
5: hmm mm-hmm.
0: it, It's one. It's one more argument towards the whole. Like perspective of you know maybe that the shoot maybe the shooting in this game isn't sort of a device to help tell the story that you know to make you feel like oh man we're killing all these Americans blah 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 maybe it is just there to uh, just kind of sell the idea that yeah this is another shooty shooter uh, yeah military shooter Call of Duty blah blah you know
3: I was really surprised that I was actually shooting Americans because I feel like isn't like almost an... it correct me if i'm wrong but are not like other, other military shooters you're shooting at foreigners and so i was just kind of like taken by i was taken back i'm like i'm actually shooting americans here this is really...
0: actually at a certain point in i remember in modern warfare 2 you're like you're you your characters are basically i am not don't ask me why cuz i don't really remember understand the story in call of duty modern warfare 2 but at a certain point there was, like there
5: that game
0: oh, in, yeah yeah at a certain point like the spetsnaz not spetsnaz the uh, the S A S character like Price, and then and, and Soap like they're deemed like enemies of the Allies and like you basically don't have a choice but to shoot at Allied forces. So I mean it's happened in games, but uh, here it's like I don't know that through each shooting sequence I felt to myself like oh man this sucks, fuck, like it's not like It was just shooting. That's all it really felt to me. Like, if they were trying to get this sort of aspect of, like, God, this sucks, man. You're shooting Americans. I think what you would do is significantly decrease the sequences where you have to shoot Americans and maybe decrease the amount of Americans you shoot at sort of give more significance and, and weight to the specific kiddos, you know, and not repeat character models and voices. Almost if it... Maybe if like you knew, like if the characters were named and you knew who they were and stuff, and like you have to eventually kill them. All. It's not well, particularly it's, effective in that regard.
4: It was a. Ch- it would have been a choice between killing lots of more, you know, a lot more enemies who you don't really have any cultural connection to, versus killing lots of. <coughs> pcs that you do have the cultural connection and either way you you still would have been killing a lot of people yeah if but so they went for the one that would actually hopefully mean something I mean you when you're shooting the uh, the American soldiers the 33rd you can at least understand what they're screaming you can understand them pleading you can even there are even times when you can hear them having conversations that humanize them I thought it was effective. It's and not, the, the the waves of enemy is just the shooter convention coming back to bite spe- the story.
0: Specifically, uh, I, because I mean, I, the more I think about it, like, I feel like the more hordes of those guys they throw at me, the less eff- effective it kind of is for me. Because, you know, at a certain... I wouldn't say they necessarily became an annoyance, but the more they stand in my way, the less I feel bad for them. You know... You just what you, what you really just become as an obstacle in my
4: way. You find a rhythm to killing them.
0: Maybe, you, uh, maybe that's part of the dehumanizing factor that that they're trying to sort of imp, sort of uh communicate with my character. That's I, what I'm saying. It seems like you can. It really seems like you can argue either way that it is important that they throw so many
4: enemies at you, you it's, or you it's, could, yeah. yeah. In in other words, or act. Both of our perspectives are valid. Possibly valid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And, and I, in the early stages, when it's the first time that you're... when you're fighting them for just a short amount of time, they're humanized, but over time, you begin to dehumanize them just as you dehumanize the people you had no connection to.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was starting to wonder that if that was part of the game's intention with the onslaught of waves.
2: I mean... I, I think I, it I, had to be. I think
0: probably one of the best shots towards the argument that like it, like it it is really important how many enemies they throw at you is really close to the end when it's just you and the black guy and it's just, it makes no sense how you could be taking on these guys it's like at a certain point you're like this is, I am fucking Rambo right now this is ridiculous <laughs> either, either they fucked up or this is exactly what they intended to happen for me to think to myself, this is fucking ridiculous and I was really in my brain thinking I hope, I really hope this is what they wanted me to think because it's like, there's no fucking way this guy's about to take on this helicopter and all these dudes. I'm just going to walk away and he's going to survive here more than a second. Yeah. Like, it, it, is, it, didn't ma- it doesn't even make sense that my character is alive, which yeah. is lot, part of why I think this only makes sense in a video game, because it doesn't make any sense how Walker could have survived this long.
4: Of course. No, and it, I, and it, had, it, it had to be that sort of reaction that they were aiming for, because yeah. there are multiple times throughout the game. Where other characters will comment on the fact that it's utterly impossible that a three-man team or even a one-person team, at some points when you're separated from Adams and Lugo, can possibly oh, did they actually it bring it up. Than. The only way it ever happens is in a video game.
0: They they actually oh they actually did
4: like yeah, question like, like how we, are you
0: letting three men stop you or yeah
4: like uh remember the the scene um where you're separated from Adams and Lugo and you're backed up against a Car with
0: just a yeah, small like a pistol.
4: desert eagle. You have to yeah. hold off the enemy. Yeah. One of the things that the thirty third can shout out is something about you know this is impossible. How can one man do this? Things along those nature. And then later in the game, there are points where um, the thirty third will make comments about it being completely impossible for such a small group to take out so many of them. Um, they'll they'll act so scared of just such a small group of people that really they should be able to. Just kill through sheer numbers, and yet they can't because it's a video game.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it was a live action movie, it, it just wouldn't make any sense to you. It just would not make any sense.
3: Yeah, like I, I think it's honestly felt like it got to that point with the way the story was constructed and what it was trying to tell me. I I, I, I figured at least I I wouldn't say I figured up. I got some sense like the gameplay was part was in was in on i don't want to say the joke but was in on the meaning behind it too that how can like seriously how can you know three guys take out in a fucking entire battalion of uh, soldiers it's ridiculous yeah
0: it's it, you know it's yeah it, it's the more you think about it the more you think it seems like they they were letting the story take advantage of the fact that it's a video game yeah and and kind of have some fun with that I don't, I mean, personally, like I said, I don't know how affecting that was, how actually, how much it actually affected me, like, verb affected me, but um, it's interesting, you know, there, it, it, it it's, it's interesting, I mean, there, it's a, an interesting place for this, this, this game, you know, as a game, to, to, to take you.
4: And there is a line near the end of the game that I think ties into this part of our discussion well. Um, I have it in my notes here, so I'll go ahead and quote it. Go ahead. The truth is, Walker, you are because you want to feel like something you're not, a hero. That applies not just to the character, but it applies to anybody who's playing a video game like this. We do it because we want to experience something that we're not going, not ever likely to experience in our own lives, and we want a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of doing something grand and heroic, of actually overcoming, you know, Enormous odds and doing something meaningful.
2: Dang. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't catch that like when I was when I was listening to it, but yeah, that's a real good allegory to, to every single time you pop in one of these shooters.
4: And not just shooters. I mean, it's especially it just, obvious when you play like an RPG where you know you go through the traditional RPG perspective of growing up from being a nobody to being you know somebody who saves an entire. Country or whatever. It's really smart, yeah. But yeah, you know, that it, happens you know, with too. Like Sam Fisher, what does he do? He goes on missions to safeguard an entire country, and sometimes to stop things that are going to screw up the entire world. Or other characters in other games.
0: You know, and it's interesting because I feel like I, I feel like a lot of games last year took some interesting narrative approaches, especially games where you kill a lot of things, like. I do think a lot more more games have 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 tr- even AAA games have tried some things out, like have have decided to go outside the comfort zone a little bit. Maybe not some of them not to the extent of this. Some of them to more of an extent, like The Walking Dead, whatnot. Even going back to twenty, even going. I don't want to get too into talking about Dead Space two because we're because that might be that's going to be in our future, but. I would say at the end of this game, I had a very similar feeling that I had at the end of Dead Space 2, where at the end of this game, I feel like, in the good way, I feel like, why the, why did I even do this? Like this actually didn't, I, I didn't, like you were just saying, you play games and you do these things because you want to achieve something in the game. Where at the end of this game, you don't really achieve anything. in I remember Dead Space 2 feeling like one of the only times I got to the end of the game and the character does something that makes you feel like man nothing was achieved here fuck like and it's a and it's it's a it's the it's what you're supposed to be feeling right then at that moment you know the character in dead space 2 and the character in this game are both trained and you know they even do it at the end of gears of war 3 you spend three games trying to do this thing at the end of one and two you get to the end you achieve this thing yay we won the battle You win the battle at the end of 3, but then it just doesn't feel good. Because it's like, everything is lost. Everything is gone. And, you know, it's, you know, Gears of War 3 is a triple-A title, made a shit-ton of money for Microsoft, and they even decided to go that route. Like, all this shit is happening in games. If you really think about it, like, despite it all, how could this end well? (laughs) And they decided to run with that. And I like that some games are trying these things out.
3: So, speaking of how of, of endings like so what do you think that did you guys already foresee the ending way ahead of time
0: well i i knew it because i read it in an article which is part of something that made me interested in playing the game but uh i i would say that i think i could have figured it out because it's not so much that the it's not like the game's trying to keep you from knowing it i think they do a lot of illusions towards it yeah a lot i mean i don't know that i knew that He had gone completely bonkers as early as he had, because I think at the end of the game they pretty much portray it as he was completely gone right after the white phosphorus thing. I don't know that I knew that early that he had gone bananas. Yeah, but uh, that's when he went bananas. But you saying that it wasn't,
2: huh? You saying that makes me wonder if he ever had sanity, because he, he right now, as as you could be starting up the game. You could argue that he just he starts off with nothing because because well, they're there. It's just the three of them trying to secure a city, especially well, since no, Walker talks
0: about you know he you know Walker has a past. He has a you know he could have had PTS before he even started this thing, and this whole mission was just the thing that finally took him over the
4: edge. Oh, that's possible, but I don't think. He's supposed to be anything other than completely sane at the beginning of the game. And you look at your first images of him, and he's, he's completely clean cut. He's your most generic, typical action-looking star. Possible. Nolan North. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan North who voices the protagonist in like every single game there is. So I and he wasn't supposed to secure a whole city. He was just there to make contact with survivors and then report back. It was a very limited mission. He was never supposed to go in as deep as he did. It's
0: what ma- it's what manages to maintain. Uh, it, it's really interesting how he managed to maintain that believability in the beginning. Because if you see trailers for the game, you would think to yourself, well, why would three guys be sent on this mission? But then you play the game from the beginning, you're like, oh,
4: so, okay, they're just supposed to scout and report back. Right. And, it's uh- cool. To get back to what you had asked about the ending, SB, um, I didn't really see it coming. Once they spelled out a lot of the foreshadowing that had been earlier in the game, it made sense. But it during the game, it went over my head because I just, as Walker did, I just kept moving forward.
5: Yeah, stop and think
4: about it as I was playing um, until it presented me with, you know, a series of things showing me, well. You know, like uh, him picking up the walkie-talkie, except it was actually broken, and so Lugo and Adams never heard him talking to Conrad because Conrad was in his head the whole time, and the bodies hanging at the freeway that he, you know, the soldier and the civilian that he supposedly was supposed to choose between were already dead and things like that. All that went, never occurred to me. It just went over my head, even though, even during that scene, Adams and Lugo were both questioning Walker as to what he was doing. Neither one of them understood, but since we're supposed to be inside Walker's head, we're only paying attention to exactly what he's thinking and what he's supposedly hearing. Wow, it just dawned <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah, wow. And the and when you say the ending, it's which ending do you mean?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. Get the end of the <laughs> game. Which which? There's a there's there's actually several. uh, there's
0: there's definitely some that I think would be really easy for the player to not even know you had that choice
4: yeah there are a few different options there I mean first of all when you're in the penthouse you can choose to commit suicide let the Conrad kill you you know let let the the construction or whatever the manifestation whatever word you want to use for Conrad let him kill you which in effect is suicide also since he's in your head So there are those two options there in the penthouse. And then there's the option of you shooting Conrad yourself, which means you live and move on to an epilogue. And then the epilogue has a few different possibilities too. The soldiers who approach you, you can either literally do nothing. In one sense, you can consider it making no choice at all. But I think we all know that no choice is the same as a choice. So you can make no choice and let them take your gun away and put you into a Humvee and leave the city. Yeah. Or that's what I did. You yes, you can actually choose to hand your weapon over, and then you leave the city, just like the first one. Wait, wait. you can?
0: You saying there's a wait, wait? Those are two different ones. You could not shoot them at all, and you or you could actually hand them, hand them the
4: you, gun. You, you can hand the gun because there's a there's a prompt that comes up as the guy gets closer to you for you to put your weapon down. And that hand, and when that comes up, and you choose it, you hand your weapon directly to the soldier who's t- walking towards you.
0: I don't know which one I did. No, <laughs> I, I just know I didn't shoot anybody. Yeah.
4: Then you get to the point where you're shooting somebody. So, you know, you shoot the guy who's walking towards you, and the other guys either kill you or they don't. If they don't kill you and you kill all of them, that's completely different than you dying.
0: How, how do you – What are the determin, what are the determining factors that decide whether they're going to shoot back at you or not?
4: If you kill the person? If you kill any – if you shoot at any one of them, they will shoot and kill you. Yeah. Oh. But I thought you
0: were saying there was. I thought you were saying you could shoot at all of them, and they wouldn't
4: return fire. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. oh shoot, hell no, man. If you shoot, Is there you any
0: way you run, could take them all shoot. down?
4: Yeah, yeah. But, you are, but if you're if you're able to kill all of them, then you're left alone, and there's other soldiers over a radio, you know, farther out in the city, uh-huh. who are demanding to know what's going on because they heard the weapons fire. Walker wearing his. Conrad's jacket and his beard and his bandaged wounds. So, you know, some time has passed since that night in the penthouse. If you survive into the epilogue, he picks up one of those radios and says one of his first lines from the game, a line that we hear Conrad say a couple of times too. Gentlemen, welcome to Dubai. Weird man. <laughs>
5: That's,
4: I mean, it's up. It's up to you to decide which ending you think makes the most sense for the character um personally i think suicide is probably the quote unquote best ending for walker because it means he's actually taking responsibility for what he's done and what he's become it's a good point so
0: oh but
4: extreme, you I, it's hard
0: to say to... how at fault he is yeah
4: well i He's. i
0: mean a... it, obviously he made the decision but it's like yeah
4: he made the was, decision should, should he
0: have been sent there did he choose to be sent there
4: No, but he chose to – that first time he chose to not follow his orders and continue into the city instead of heading back and radioing for EVAC and reinforcements, that was the choice that started all of it. So everything after that that he does is entirely on him.
0: But that's what I'm saying about why – you know the fact that he even makes that decision to begin with makes me think that maybe he was never emotionally, mentally stable to even be sent
4: on that mission. And that's yeah. possible. We definitely know he had a, we definitely know he had a bias that he re, that he even um, discards at the very beginning of the game when he has that little voiceover talking about John Conrad saving his life in um, Afghanistan, and you know he he says something along the lines of, "Is Conrad a hero? Fucking yes, absolutely." And you know he he admits that he has a bias and then just discards it. So maybe he's not altogether there at the beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I I don't know that the, that the developers would go this far, Jaeger would go this far with uh, the PTS thing, but I mean, those of us who are aware know that, you know, soldiers throughout history, and even today, many are going, their mental health issues are going untreated. And in many ways, these guys are alone, because they come back, they come back home, and who do they, they have? they don't really have many people to talk to about it because mm-hmm. nobody else is going through this. So, I mean, that's something else you could think about. Like we know this guy has been on many campaigns. He's seen shit. Maybe he shouldn't be out there anymore. I, you know, as a thought that comes to my
4: brain,
5: I was I, that's, I, I, that's
4: I, entirely I, possible. He shouldn't be because if, um, there's also a point where he's talking to Conrad and Conrad says something along the lines of, there is no going home for people like us. There is no peace to be found at home. We're left here. You know, here as in wherever the battlefield was.
0: I mean, it's one of those echoes that goes back to, you know, one of their inspirations, Heart of Darkness. I mean, it doesn't matter where um, that character, was that, char- was, that ca- was that character's name Walker?
4: And what, Heart of Darkness?
0: Heart of darkness. No, no, no. Uh, I'm thinking the, of apocalypse, apocalypse now. But um, in uh, Heart of Darkness, the character was named. Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. like in Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now, the whole story takes you know everything. Everywhere they go, they're just in a world of shit. Like they're just in the shittiest place. And that, and and Dubai almost echoes that. And. Yeah, it's it's like inescapable, and, you know, I, I guess that kind of goes along with the whole, uh, all, you know, why Dubai is used here. You know, it's this place in the middle of nowhere that, you know, once you get there, it's kind of, you know, in this situation, it's inescapable. You know, it's a very physical manifestation of what's going on in their brain. You know, he can't escape this madness, and it's physical madness.
3: I, I just have a curiosity, there, like near the end of the game, when you infiltrated the camp, there, I think it was like a chalkboard with a list of names. And you can see all these dog tags hanging, and I could have sworn I saw Walker, Lugo, and Adams' names up there, as if as if they were the people who are dead. But yet I was playing as Walker at that moment. Did you anybody and anybody you anybody pick the, pick up on that? Because I thought that I don't, was
4: pay that, I don't pay that I of much attention well, there, to side things. There is a there is a list of names that says they're the fallen of the thirty third. Yeah, and there's a list um, with pictures I think of the Delta team. Yeah, with little tick marks on them implying that the thirty third want revenge against them. Okay, and they're not part of the thirty third, so I don't think they would have been part of the list of the fallen. Okay, the implication is that these are all the people you've killed, or that who have, who, who died otherwise in Dubai. You know, maybe fighting the refugees slash insurgents okay. slash whatever you want to call them. <laughs>
3: all right, I was wondering. I was like, I was wondering. Is like, is there? Are, are, is this is this going to try to do this whole this idea of like kind of like inception everything is a, possibly everything could be a dream and I'm like, eh, I don't know if they went that far."
4: Well, the the lead writer of the game, Walt Williams, yeah, has mentioned that one possible interpretation is that Walker dies during the helicopter crash and everything in between the helicopter crash like leading up to the crash is him just reliving it over and over in like a sort of purgatory like state?
3: Yeah, interesting. That that would be an interesting take in the whole game too. So I don't know if it, I, I don't know if I would agree that it went that far, but it was so, I, something that just struck my fancy. I was like, I don't know if it, it was trying to go the whole maybe like everything is a dream, but I don't know. I, I don't think it went that route.
0: Are you talking about the second time in the helicopter sequence where he's talking about hasn't this happened before?
4: Well, wa- Walker says that, yeah, but te- yeah, yeah, technically that's the first time it's happened because when you're doing it at the beginning of the game and you fade out to Delta walking into Dubai for the first time, it says earlier, implying that the oh, helicopter was just kind of like a, yeah. a quick gameplay prologue, not not a narrative prologue.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Walker does have that deja vu moment of thinking that it's happened again, but I and which is, you know, a, a call out to the player and maybe to his mental state. But that will go along with the but idea is but that, but that he's as, replaying as the characters actually experience it, it really should only be one time that they go through it. Unless he, is, unless you go with that interpretation that Williams suggested, which he didn't say is the only way to think yeah. about the game. He just said it's one interpretation.
0: No, it would be shitty to say that there's one way that this makes sense. Yeah. And
4: that, yeah. From, from some of the interviews that I've looked at with him, um, he definitely doesn't want to go that direction of saying there's only one way to read the game. He wants people to look at it and find their own ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean art is an art if you can't look at it and interpret it and and, and and bring with it some of your own ideas and experiences. If it's if all it is is what the artist exactly what the artist wants you to think, I mean we often kind of you know that often we all we don't often like that.
4: You know. Yeah. And uh, along the lines of Walker commenting on, you know, haven't we done this before? There are, I mean, the game is just filled with little moments like that that in my notes I refer to as meta moments. You know, the game commenting on it being a game and on doing things like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, and it meant, I feel like it does that shit and it manages not to kind of feel preachy and up its own ass about...
3: I never like, picked
5: up
0: on game, it. Games being gamey. Like, you know, it has that moment where haven't we done this before? And uh, it's there just enough for you to think, yeah. Eh, I mean, it, it works on multiple levels. You know, it, it works on that level of with the story of, you know, hasn't Walker already done this or works as the gamer or it works as the player is like, damn, I fucking did this turret sequence or like another damn turret sequence. How many times, how many of these we got to do? And obviously it's meaningful that you're doing the exact same one. I mean, there's lots of games where you do different turret sequences and they try and dress it up and make things different. It literally the exact same one that ends the exact same way. Yeah. And, uh, I, I feel like somehow it manages to do it in a way that makes me not think it's pretentious. I, th- I think it's the sort of uh, – I think it's what you were saying, what, what what you read from that guy's interview about how uh, he wants you to be able to interpret things different ways. I think – I hate it when when you look at something and it seems like there's only one way to really read something. If you can look at it different ways – and when things work on different levels, I really enjoy that. Like It works both from a gameplay perspective and from the story perspective. It, you know, it works as a, as a wink and a, and a nod to sort of, hey, you're doing this shit again. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Or <laughs> kind of a serious sort of, oh, man, that motherfucker might be going crazy. I
3: thought it was official. I, I thought he was officially going crazy when we decided to – uh decided to – Pretty much mow down in the helicopter with that chain with that chain gun, (laughs) just like just just pretty much obliterate that whole fucking building and that battalion. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like like I thought he went off the deep end. Like why the fuck is he doing this?
4: Oh, I think he was gone before then.
3: Oh, probably was. But that was something that really (laughs) stood
4: out. That's around the time when
0: I feel like everybody. Needs like that's that's a point that if you haven't been feeling it yet, everybody's feeling it by then.
4: Yeah, but by that point in the game, he's just out for blood. Uh, he's, yeah, he's he's completely lost to bloodlust by that point.
3: Yeah, it's it's unsettling. <laughs> All right, so Jen-
0: real quick, um, before because it feels like we're probably going yeah, closing yeah. out here. What'd you th- think about the music? As that's probably the least interesting part of the game i thought like i thought it was interesting i mean
4: the so licensed music or the score
0: the licensed music i don't remember the score but the licensed music like
4: the uh, the score I, I,
0: the, the score diegetic music i thought made sense the diegetic music makes sense like the license. how clearly this music is happening within the game's world i thought that was interesting it's just from the perspective of like uh I ugh, it is it happens a lot Wait, in what talking military about? military stories.
2: Yeah, but huh? um, are you you're talking literally the use of of hush and uh and um yeah. nowhere to Run? Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, I mean, and
0: yeah. the and the game begins with a sound effect that is straight out of Apocalypse Now, where you hear the rotor blades <laughs> from the helicopter. Like in in Apocalypse Now, when uh, Martin Sheen is looking at a fan spinning, and he hears the sound of a helicopter whirling, that one was just like that was too much. That was too on the nose for me. But luckily, they got that shit out of the way in the beginning for me.
2: <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like they did that on purpose because in the beginning you are thinking this is going to be grand, this is going to be big, it's going to be like it's going to be like every Call of Duty game I've ever played. No, and,
0: and... I was thinking it's gonna be like Apocalypse Now, because they alluded to it so much in the beginning. Oh
4: wow, I don't, I don't know. It didn't bother me, and uh, but it's been so long since I, since I <coughs> last watched Apocalypse Now that I wouldn't have even noticed that. You really just it, Um It's just, I guess, when it, I was it, starting
0: it... the game and I see like the torn up flag and I hear the music, no, no, no. I hear the Star Spangled Banner. I hear that I see the torn up flag. I hear the whirl of a helicopter in the distance.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, "Wow, okay, this seems like every single dark Vietnam film I've ever seen," <laughs> and I was happy <laughs> that the whole game wasn't like that. Like,
5: then,
0: almost obviously, almost, this game doesn't exist without those Vietnam War films. But it seemed like they were aping it in the beginning, at the very beginning, and like in the start menu and everything. What I'm saying, eventually, it got past that stuff.
4: Well, I thought, I thought the licensed music was perfect. I mean, it's, and other than one or two examples, there were, it was all Vietnam or Vietnam-era protest music, which I thought fit the the game very well. And even the ones that were produced later were done in the style of protest music from that era. And I mean, I thought it was all perfect.
2: No way around it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: eventually it would, it all works. It's just at the beginning, I'm just like, is that what you're going to do with it? But it started to make sense, and it was working, you know, at a certain point in the game for me.
4: Speaking of the main menu, though, um, one of the touches in the game that I really appreciated was how that how the menu changes throughout the game. Um, you know, at the at the beginning, like you just said, Chris, it's the American flag, and it's upside down. And throughout the game, the menu changes, you know, there when you're on a when you're on a level that's more sniper focused, you know, long range, you see um, a soldier looking out with binoculars when it's a chapter that takes place at night, you see a soldier sitting at a campfire. In chapter 14, the second to last chapter, you see that's you see that soldier dead with crows picking at him. Yeah. And at the end once you've completed the game whether Walker has committed suicide in the penthouse or has gone on to the epilogue, either way, the flag is on the ground and it's facing up the correct direction. I also really like the way the loading screens would start out with the sort of um, little tips and hints and you know backstory and sorts of things that you would expect from just about any other game with that would use the loading screens in that way. And then as you got closer to the end of the game, they would start sending messages directly to you as the player and as Walker more than they would as to help your gameplay mechanics. Um, I jotted down a few of them that I could remember. There's one that literally asks, are you having fun yet? Or it might have been, are you still having fun? I don't remember exactly.
3: Yeah, I and remember there, reading that.
4: There's one that asks, do you feel like a hero yet? One that says, you're still a good person. And <laughs> happens at some point after the white phosphorus event, and then there's one t- uh, that's really close to the end. I think that comes up saying, "Can you even remember why you came here?" All those little hints, man.
5: Really effective, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the probably the most interesting one to really give consideration to, um, and gave and inspired the title of that book that I mentioned earlier, um, is. One that says to kill for yourself is murder, to kill for your government is heroic, to kill for entertainment is harmless. Hmm.
0: Wow. <laughs> Wait. What is so that? So
4: the question from? is, I mean, is killing for entertainment actually harmless? Is what that's implying. What is that from? That's from one of the loading screens. Oh. Oh damn.
0: I I, I mean I I don't even know what to think of that. <laughs> It I'm sounds like it, it, in... I mean it. That that one, killing for entertainment, we, it's well, not, we... it sounds like they're trying to be evocative, but I don't.
4: Well, they're just wanting. I don't think they're trying. It's one
0: thing that make me think about something is another thing that just kind of puzzle me.
4: <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, puzzling implies that you're thinking though. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Or maybe they just confused you so much that you can't think.
0: (laughs) I think, I guess maybe I'm missing the context of that. I guess that would probably really be effective. If that's one of the things that popped up in the loading menu later in the game, I could see how that would be effective. But out of context, I'm just confused by that.
4: Yeah, it is, it's at least somewhere after the half point of the game, but I don't remember which chapter it pops up in.
0: Yeah, because I mean that sounds like it's going along. Sounds like that might be going along with the whole like double meaning sort of thing. Like, like are you having fun yet? Like c- combination, of, like you just said, talking to Walker and a player at both the same time. Okay. Um, Ooh, interesting.
3: Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Are we
0: ready to score this up?
3: Yeah, let's score this beast. Final let's thoughts. Let's go with uh, Shayna Barger first.
4: I'm gonna go ahead and say a nine out of ten. All right, Mr. Ben Teed.
2: Uh, the same. I give it a 9 out of 10. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think it can be any other way. I think it needs to play the same way it it plays, like, you know, handling-wise, and and I think, I think that music needs to be in there, I think, I think everything's kind of put into place that, um, uh, and of course it's a sleeper hit, too, because people, some people will will play it, and I don't think general audiences just won't get it, but that's kind of the reason why I'm glad we're talking about it in general. So, yeah. And at this point,
4: it's probably not going to find much of an audience. It's yeah. been out for a little while now. and but then, Most of the people who will play it have probably already played it.
2: Yeah, and, and through, well, hopefully through word of mouth, being able to tell people about it or if people are listening that they haven't had a chance to. I mean, maybe that'll help them as well. But yeah, you're probably right for the most part. So yeah, I give it a 9 as well. I, I really had a lot of fun. And, and, and fun in a, in a sense that it was just... It was, Disturbing, but, but, uh... It was much, disturbing, it was, but worth getting through? Yeah, it was worth getting through. Almost like, you know, it's like sitting through a, a, a really great war film, so... Alright,
1: Josh, how about yourself, then? Um, I'm gonna go with a 7 out of 10 for myself. Um, like I said, I, like, I think the story is really unique and really cool, and, uh, I'm so glad that, um, it was the way it was, because without that, um... You know, just the gameplay was super uninteresting to me because, like I said, I think it's been done so many times before. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the story was really cool. Um, You know, it became just sort of this cool character study um, that, you know, took you to places that you didn't really think you were going to go at all. So, um, yeah, so I think 7 out of 10. All right, Chris, how about yourself, man?
0: I would definitely say I think seven a seven is a good score for any game. I'd say my final thoughts. It's a it's an interesting game, and I recommend people take a look at it. If this sort of if this if uh I mean I, hopefully I think if you're listening to this you've already played it. If you haven't played it, given even with the spoilers, I hope you'd be interested in taking a look. If you haven't been convinced yet, I'd also give it a seven out of ten. I think that's a good score. I just don't think the story is fantastic. It's 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 pretty good. I think it's an interesting direction. I think uh, it's really interesting. A lot of games are trying out some some trying push story in different ways. I'm not entirely convinced by people's efforts yet. I I think it's a pro, but I think it's a process. So that's why I'm not immediately ready to reward some something just for trying to be brave. I, I, I think I reward it, I mean, I think giving it the seven, saying it's good, is 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 me rewarding it. I, I'm not just going to say it's outstanding, because I don't think it's outstanding. I think the effort is outstanding, but uh, I'm not entirely convinced that... I think what's impressive is that it seems like it was low budget, so I think ultimately, just in my opinion, final opinion i think that's why the gameplay ended up the way it was i'm not convinced that the game that the game needed that the gameplay the shooting needed to be mediocre for to communicate its point I, i'm not convinced because i think there's a lot you can communicate by making me really really enjoy killing the american soldiers and then think about the fact that i was really really enjoying it you know give me lots of different options give me different ways to kill them or maybe throw less enemies at me and make me feel these individual kills give these, you know, maybe give individual soldiers personality. When they all start to kind of act the same, they don't feel like, I it's just not what I, I feel like some of the argument, I I feel like, I feel like I'm taking too long here. Some of the argument, I think you can argue, like I, like we were saying before, I feel like you can argue that the intent was to make the gameplay feel mediocre, And to make and to throw out these waves of enemies at you, but I'm not convinced that that's the original intent. I feel like they just kind of made things work, and that's not why I only give it a seven. I just think that it's an okay effort overall. I mean, I mean, I just think it's a good effort overall. It's not outstanding in any one specific way. You know, I'm not super impressed by the story because I've seen a lot of this stuff before. I want to see more games try and find ways to really incorporate story and gameplay together and do less breaking away from me playing it to cut scenes. Because lots of games have been doing this really well. You know, I... Uh, it just it's the game is not Half-Life 2, but I use the example Half-Life 2 managed to find a way to tell its story without ever making me not be playing the character. You know, I just... I really like it when a game can take advantage of the medium. And uh, I think... This is a game that does what a lot of games do, in that it takes advantage of a different medium and and, and puts it in with a game. Like, the most interesting parts of this game is not when I'm playing it, which it's not to say that that's bad. I just don't think that is. I'm not convinced that this is the best that we can do with games yet. You know, I, I think there's a way that we can completely regard them differently from movies. And uh, it was really impressive a long time ago when games felt like movies, but now I want games to feel like games again and still be able to tell a story.
3: All right uh, I'm a, All right, I'm gonna go next and well, I'm the last one. Uh, my score is an eight out of ten. and if those who have heard me talk about give my scores, usually when I give like an eight or higher, I incorporate incorporate uh, replay mm-hmm. value. I, I honestly don't want to play this game again. Not because I don't think it's a bad game. It's just it's not one. The, after finishing, it's like oh, I want to play Spec Ops: The Line again. It, you know, it's cheery. It's like me. It's I don't want to say it's almost equivalent of me wanting to watch Wrecking for a Dream again. Because you know, if you watch it once, you, you're one just time. like it's like yeah, I don't want to watch it ever again. <laughs> it's a good movie, could, but it's could we just...
0: say S B that for you? And I would agree
3: because I me.
0: feel the same way for me that a score scoring a game is an accumulation of points for specific variables in the game. Yeah. A game doesn't start at a 10 and then you deduct things. It's more, it gets points for doing certain things. Well,
3: yeah, it does. And for me, I, I just, I, I can't replay this game. I really can't. It's, it, it would be really hard. It would be, yeah. I would be hard pressed and I'm glad we played it. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, I think the story is really good. Shooting's mediocre. I agree with you, Chris, about the shooting mechanics. If, if they really wanted to, like, you know, make the effort about kind of playing... Just,
0: just not convinced that they couldn't have made yeah. a really interesting mechanical shooter. Yeah. I, I, not I, convinced that that, that that they couldn't have done that. They I mean, completely agree. That could have been something that could make you want to come back and play it more, too. I,
2: I guess I agree there, but I, I don't know. It feels like because it's not, because it it, it takes it takes all those elements, I guess that kind of makes it the perfect storm for me. Whereas like you got elements that aren't quite as good, but it it, it um harkens back or, or takes everything else you've you've that you've seen before, you know it's making a kind of a commentary on it. I guess they could they anyone could say that, whether or not that's in their intention. I, I, I suppose I can't say, but I think that's that kind of that kind of makes it that way. I can see both
3: arguments. I'm not disagreeing. I just I
0: can. I mean, it also depends on how you're you know just how you score things. Yeah, you know, I could totally it, see both arguments. It, it just, yeah, it really does depend. It's all about how you are <laughs> things. Like,
3: all right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for giving your thoughts on Spec Ops. And Michael, thank you for joining us. And you know, I would say it's a good pick. I would ne- honestly, I would never have you know picked this game and played it. And
2: yeah, I'm it, glad we had to. i glad we played it for the show.
3: I'm glad. I'm very glad we played I, it for the show.
0: Uh, I really, really enjoyed it.
3: You sick bastard! You I sick
0: bastard! And what's great is, despite all the spoilers, I I knew I still enjoyed it, and I think that I feel like that is a testament to good storytelling, and and whatever medium it is, is you know, if if knowing a few things about something ruins er, all of it for you, uh, then maybe it's just maybe that means that just things don't hold together very well. People are so concerned about spoilers, but I mean. God, like, if you just can't know that somebody died and enjoy everything else, then I guess everything else must just be shit, then. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm sure the vast majority of people our age knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father before they fucking watched Empire Strikes Back, because we weren't there in 1980. But guess what? You still enjoyed Empire Strikes Back, didn't you? Yep.
3: Fucking loved it!
4: I oh, saw Empire, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. really? But I was, like, you know, five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> by the time you really, really watched it, you did. Yeah. You knew.
4: Well, by the time I really, really watched it and paid really close attention to it, I had already seen it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and anyways, thanks for having me on. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the game. Uh, I think it's a game that a lot more people...
3: Yeah, uh, do check it out, folks. Need to... it's- Man, it's been on experience.
4: some
0: crazy sales, too, man. Like They're trying whatever they can to get some money out of this. Like It's it's worth those deals, I yeah. think.
4: I think so. I have, I have no idea what the developer, Jaeger, has coming up next. Their website just says, Unannounced triple A Video Game. But whatever it is, I'm going to be paying attention, I think. Yeah. I, I would, I, uh, I, I'm going to, as well.
0: If you're a busy-ass gamer, and sometimes you just want a game that you can just get through in six hours... And not have to worry about it anymore, which is then I, I you give it a shot because that's really what I enjoy about it.
4: Yeah, it's it's really not a long game, and at this point, you should be able to find it for a you know pretty inexpensive prices. Yeah, it was
2: worth eight bucks. I mean, I have
4: no idea what any of you guys paid for, but I I paid sixty bucks when it came out for Xbox three hundred and sixty, wow. and I don't regret paying any of that. But I'm I imagine at this point. You guys all paid a lot less than that. Christmas sales, yeah. But I
0: think what's more valuable than money is time, and I think it's worth the time. For yeah, sure,
4: I agree. Agreed.
3: All right, and uh, from that point on, uh, ne- just to give the folks a heads up, next episode, episode nineteen is a group choice, and we'll be playing the P. Uh, it's it's a PSN exclusive uh, journey. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot. That's not on my list. <laughs> Who's got the physical copy, Ben? I got it. Uh, let me borrow it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. you got it. that's a one sitting game, right? Yeah, it you is. Would... Right.
5: Yeah. So right. decided,
0: cool. like, Does it have cutscenes?
5: Uh,
0: yeah, barely. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm excited to play something that is just a game. Hell yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You... Oh, no, I mean this, this isn't because of Spec Ops, but like it's, there are a lot of AAA titles that come out that have that have cutscenes. I'm like, man. I really like just playing something that's just a fucking game the whole game. Sometimes.
4: So you're you not know? a Final Fantasy fan, then?
0: No, I am a Final Fantasy <laughs> fan, but just not since like ten.
4: Since ten. Wow.
0: Ten, eleven, thirteen years ago. Whatever. Didn't. So. <laughs> All right.
2: You come back though. You got other picks in mind? Or uh
4: you actually okay. do have okay.
2: something specific in mind. We're right. have it right on well, like... in that
3: case, we're gonna. On on that note, we're gonna you know take off. I'm,
0: I'm excited. I haven't played Journey yet. I'm excited. You should be. i been hearing you... a lot of good things about it. And what's funny is, as much as I've heard about it, nothing has still really told me what this game is. So that is exciting.
3: It's whatever you wanted you know, it to be. Maybe. As
0: I've said, I don't mind knowing a lot about some things before I play them or watch them or experience them but it is also exciting watching or playing something and not knowing a goddamn thing about it sometimes. Right. Kind of like, I just watched Seven Psychopaths. There is no way to tell anybody what that thing is about. And that's oh, what's exciting about that movie. Oh, As you watch yeah. it, and you're like, I had no idea that's what this was going to be about. <laughs> if you oh, okay. stop the podcast, I'm just on my other no, show.
3: No, no, I haven't signed oh. off yet. Okay. Oh.
1: With that, Sorry, <laughs> sign
3: off. Okay, with that being said, folks... We're going to take off, and uh, you thank you for listening to us. We are on Twitter, and you can send us an email at gmail.com, and write us a review on uh, iTunes if you like. Rate us, please. Comment. Only. Five stars only. Don't <laughs> waste your time if it's anything else. Yes, exactly. Five stars uh, only, bitches. All right. We are out. Man. Peace.